Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. Chris Kerber, the voice of the blues, joins us now via the 101 ESPN hotline. Always appreciate his time. Curbs, how you doing today, man? Brandon, doing well. How are you guys? Uh, we're doing all right. So the big news this week for the Blues that they will be selecting number 10 overall. They did not win the lottery, uh, which was the expected result. They had a three and a half percent chance to be able to move up in the lottery. Uh, unfortunately, the Chicago Blackhawks did exactly yeah, Curbs, that. did you break your television when you saw the Chicago won it? No, I went into that draft expecting Chicago to win it. Yeah, conspiracy, because we all know that the draft is a conspiracy. Yeah, Cur- Curbs and Ferrario, same, same page I, on this one. No, listen, I, I, I do believe that when it came to the Pittsburgh Penguins winning Sidney Crosby, um, I, be- I believe that it was set up that way, at least in the most favorable way for him to do it. Uh, do I believe it since then? No, I, I don't. It's just, it, it just it, you know... Hell, it's just lucky. But I I look at it this way, guys, to be honest with you. There were only three teams in the top ten that, in my opinion, deserved the first overall pick. Those were the San Jose Sharks, the Washington Capitals, and the St. Louis Blues. And here's my reasoning for this. Every single one of those other teams has recently had a very high pick somewhere in the top five, most of them in the top three. Okay? If they haven't, some of those other teams – have also had a run of seven, eight years, right, where they have had somewhere in that stretch a heck of a draft pick and have just been able to prove absolutely futile in terms of getting out of the top ten and actually building a team. I believe that those other three teams really earned that number one overall pick because through the actual process of competing and winning, and and I know San Jose Sharks did not win a Stanley Cup, but they, they went to a Stanley Cup final. They went to several conference finals. And for a long, long time, I mean, it's a franchise that has only missed the playoffs nine times since they came into the league, right? So, you know, in, in my opinion, those three teams have played the process right. San Jose, sure. Did they tank this year? Yeah, well, they finally earned one year of tanking. But I still believe in, 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 in what that market is. The Washington Capitals and the St. Louis Blues have won. They did it right. Free agency, age, whatever. Came uh, has, has the cap flat cap bit these teams. They've done it right. Those three teams, in my opinion, earned the number the number one. The other teams in there have not done enough to get out of the basement to earn it. In my book. I thought Arizona should have won it personally. <laughs> well, let me listen. Here's here's oh, here's why maybe. Listen, okay, so Bill Armstrong's running that franchise now, right? Okay, they've tried to tank now for two or three years in a row since he got there. That's that that that's the reality of it. They were playing for the high draft picks. Now, when you look at all the draft picks that they have accumulated as well, that is part of his plan. He is no doubt in one of those seven 
two 10-year rebuilding plans. Uh, but, but in my opinion, the Arizona Coyotes have been so bad at drafting on a regular basis or have been so poor of a franchise for this league that they don't deserve the number one in my book. Like, they haven't done enough to earn, I, I think, it for their market. Like, and so, to me, I, I go with the earning process on this one. Having said that, hey, look, Blackhawks win it. So be it. We get to see Bedard in the division now probably for quite a long time. And Jaden Schwartz was a 14th pick. Tarasenko was a 16th. If the Blues still have some prowess with their drafting, I think the Blues are going to get a hell of a player. Well, and that's where I wanted to go next with this, Curves, because we actually had a really fun conversation when we did our draft lottery show Monday night, and we had it earlier today talking about the pick that the Blues could have and talking about the uh, the Russian player, uh, Matvey Mikov, who, I, I mean, Everybody has said that he could be one of the best prospects available in this draft, but because he is signed for the next couple of years in the KHL, he might drop. If this player does drop, could you see a scenario where the Blues say, hey, look, he's a couple of years before we even see him in the NHL, but if this player is available for us to potentially trade up to get, we might take a chance on that. You know what? I I would, being that they've done that with a guy like Tarasenko, well, we know what Doug Armstrong's feelings are on that. The challenge that you've had is when you drafted Vladimir Tarasenko, Yarmo Kekalainen was able to go over to different parts of Siberia. He was able to go over to different areas and really not only scout him, but recruit him. They wanted to make sure that if they made the trade and, and were able to pick Tarasenko, that he was coming over. And Yarmo Kekalainen did his homework. And at one point in time, a scout went to thought he was going to be sneaky. A scout for another team said, "I'm going to go, I'm going to go way out in the middle of nowhere here for where Tarasenko was playing a game, and uh, and talk to him after the game." When that scout got there, Tarasenko was already talking to a guy in a suit, talking to a guy in a suit, and that guy was Jarmo Kekalainen. The, the Blues did their homework there the, because of COVID, and then obviously some a lot of the recent travel situations and what's going on with the Ukraine. Getting over to Russia to do that kind of thing has not been available or you flat out chosen not to do it and frankly anybody could understand that so there in in taking a russian player with a high pick right now he's got to beat in your mind that much better than anybody else to assume the risk because right now one you saw how long it took uh and, and eventually the the minnesota wild had to go over and buy kaprizov out of the last year of his khl contract they weren't sure about it there were the issues, remember, when last summer when Kaprizov came over early because they were worried that he was going to be scooped up and thrown into the military. Okay, and, and that issue there. There's so many more issues around Russian hockey players right now that didn't exist just a few years ago that you've got to be, I think, really careful and sure there. I, me personally, I don't know that I'm willing to wade into that waters that high in the first round. You know, if you get a good pick with the 10th pick and then maybe you haven't traded one of those other picks later in the first round and he happens to be there, maybe I'm willing to take that chance. I, I've got to be, I've got to have some assurances that I just don't know what exists, to be honest with you. Curve's final question. We'll get you out of here on this. Jeremy Rutherford had a great conversation as part of his piece earlier today on The Athletic uh, with Doug Armstrong about what the offseason plan looks like. Just kind of 10,000 foot view. Uh, what's the outlook for the St. Louis Blues? And he said, hey, when we didn't win the lottery, it, it became clear that 
Whoever we draft at 10 overall is probably not going to see the NHL for the next three years. That's just the way that development works uh, for most of these guys that'll be there at 10. It would have been different if they had Connor Bedard uh, or if they get the number two overall pick because those guys might have been able to come up as soon as next year. Maybe they're your third line center right away. So now he's going to have to go to market. And whether that means free agency or maybe more likely somebody that comes in via trade, he has made it very clear. He wants a guy that's 26 to 28 years old. He wants a guy that is either a restricted free agent uh, for that bridge deal or has two to three years remaining on term right now. Curbs, when you think about that, we, we've we gone through some of the names, guys like uh, Connor Garland, uh, maybe a Russ, Colton, Alexi Lafreniere. They're, they're te- names that immediately come to mind for us. Have you gone through the list yet and thought in your head what, who are some guys that maybe make sense in that range for you? No, I, I haven't done that yet, uh, Brandon. And, and you know, one of the reasons why is I want to see just how some things shake out, uh, one, with this draft order and how that goes. You know, what Doug also said that plays a role in this is you've got your 16 teams that missed the playoffs. Okay. You're set on that one. You know that those are teams saying we're not good enough. We're going to move some pieces. We're going to do whatever. Then you've got your teams that lost in the first round of the playoffs. Okay. Those teams kind of then jump into the box with the, the other 16 teams, the Rangers going, okay, how did this happen? Well, they're, they're blaming a coach. Okay. Uh, you know, but what are they going to do with players? What is going to happen if this flat? And I really do think it's actually beneficial for the Blues if this cap does not go up this year because it's going to really put the squeeze on teams like the Rangers and others. Whereas we've talked about the, the 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 four of us have talked about before, that squeeze alone is going to open up some players. Um, I, I think you almost have to wait for the playoffs to, to play out a little bit and see how that shakes through because that's going to really determine you know where things go. And, and in my book here. It, the ultimate key is what Doug is looking for is what a lot of other teams are looking for. Where Doug feels confident is he has some more assets maybe than other teams do to make one of those deals happen. And I think that's what's getting, you know, th- that's the traction that, that, that you need to be happy about because he does have those other picks. He does have some prospects. But even then, even then, I, I think Doug Armstrong's still going to have to move a player or two to free up some cap space in some other areas to be able to make the transition that he's wanting to make. He's Chris Kerber, voice of the blues. You can follow him on Twitter at his name, at Chris Kerber. Kerbs, we appreciate the time as always, man. Looking forward to talking all of this over with you as we get further into this offseason. Hopefully next week we'll be talking about the Maple Leafs and the Dallas Stars getting eliminated, and that'll put some finality on where those picks will be for the blues as well. I'd love to see that. (laughs) Appreciate you, Kerbs. That's Chris Kerber joining us here on 101 ESPN.